Well, well, well. Hello again, and happy episode 30. Now, you haven't really heard from me in a while, and that's been on purpose. We figure you come to listen to us play, and we don't really want to get in your way in that regard. So moving forward, we probably won't have too many intros unless we have something we want to talk to you about or tell you about or something exciting to announce. But thank you to everybody who's been listening to us up until this point. It's been such a wild ride, and the fact that 30 of these episodes, I think 45 if you include all the buddy casts, total have been published, has been phenomenal. It's been fun, it's been hard, it's been so crazy, and and I've loved it. And to the people that I've managed to talk to and connected with in the community with this podcast, it's been awesome. Now, if you're ever wondering how you can best help us or, or what you can do, you can always tell some about about us. We always love hearing that someone's heard about the show from something else. Or you can even go leave us a review over on iTunes or Podchaser. If you have the time, we honestly couldn't appreciate it more. And it helps people to find us. Lastly, uh, we just love hearing from you. Honestly, whenever I hear from someone who listens to the show or I get to talk about the show with somebody, it makes me so happy getting to discuss rules or things that happens. It's so much fun for me, and that's more or less why we do this, is just so people can enjoy it with us. If you're ever curious and you ever want to talk to us, you can always reach out to us again, as always, at fourcornersgamespodcast at gmail.com with the number four. If you have any any suggestions for us or any complaints about our rules, which I'm sure there are many, uh, always feel free to do it. And if you ever want to hear us play some sort of other game system that you're curious about, but you're not entirely sure how to play it, that's the best way to get a hold of us. But really, honest to truly, thank you to everyone who listens, and we're so excited for everything we have up ahead for this year. But let me go ahead and turn you over to episode 30. was told to say this welcome to the final crusade (laughs) (laughs) you son of a bitch i was was hoping you'd give like a three pause and be like line line Line. oh my god uh i appreciate that that uh ridiculous statement much like i appreciate you travis how's everyone doing 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 pretty pretty well just peachy i know chris is a little tired she's a trooper you're pointing it out I've only had like one and a half Red Bulls, so it's just gonna <laughs> kick in towards the end of the session, and then I'll be up. Yeah, you're all gonna night. be sleepy through the whole session, and then you're gonna be up till three a.m. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad at myself. I remember this moment. <laughs> Can I roll fast, Doc? That's from Call of Cthulhu. You haven't even played that. How did you know you could do that? So I had like a lot of conversations with my coworkers today. I think people were really chatty, which is great, but I'm not used to so much social interaction because we've been stuck at home forever. So I think it just like sucked all of the life out of me. This is our social interaction. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I believe that uh, speaking of being stuck at home and doing stuff, Travis, what have you been up to as of late? You know how when we roll, we get these nice clunks now because of the yeah. metal mm-hmm. die? Mine are hollow, which is fantastic, but I was wondering, after rolling for my health last time with the D8 and getting a 2 twice, 
if they were like balanced so to sierra's frustrations she was trying to work the other day i've rolled these dice a lot (laughs) oh my god i can show you oh my god he's pulling it up Uh, he has a whole spreadsheet I'm so oh. glad that Alex allowed Travis to How do screen times? sharing on why, Zoom. This is why He's I used it three times too. already. Oh my God. How many times did you roll each die? So the four-sided die, D4, 250 rolls, and it's very balanced. 26%, 24.5%, 25 25.2%. 25. The six-sided die is also fairly well balanced. Uh-oh. Um, it's rolling a lot of ones there, buddy. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> it's pretty unbalanced in the one, uh, but the interesting thing is. So then I started reading up about because yeah, yeah, you're right. It's unbalanced in the one, but then I started reading up on statistics and stuff. And you would think that if it's unbalanced in the one, then you'd have if you got the one the most, then you'd get the six the least because they're opposing sides, right? So if the six Correct. is the heavy mm-hmm. side, then it's going to have the least. But that's not the case. Um, Paul, you six idiot. is actually what? doing pretty good. Six is the second highest, so that hmm. doesn't make a lot oh, of sense. A little that bit of feast sense. or famine with those dice. Yeah, and then so you everybody thinks about having like the heavier side, but what if you have a heavier edge, or for the D twenty, a heavier point? The whole That's thing, fair. the whole point that I'm getting at is it's a lot harder to calculate the statistics for like a well balanced dice than I expected. Because then I started reading about statistics and the like null hypothesis, and I didn't really understand any of it standard deviations and z values and all that bullshit well okay first off all you engineers pretending to know (laughs) statistics as someone who actually does statistics for his actual data sets (laughs) it's adorable to hear you be like turns out statistics is pretty hard yeah yeah it's the backbone of science no yeah and there's a lot of stuff you have to do most of statistics is just mitigating like everything so like if you do things that are really robust all of it's like making sure that you don't find anything significant and then mm. if you do, you yeah. know it's exciting. But mostly it's just like, no, 250 yeah. rolls isn't enough. Try 2,500 yep. We rolls. need an N of at least 10,000. Shit gets nuts. Travis, so, I have a very important question. Did you okay. account for the placebo effect? <laughs> did you eat the dice? And then eat a sugar cube <laughs> shaped like a dice. Oh, yeah. And did you get pregnant afterwards? Uh, yes to most of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? In no particular you order. Sierra's <laughs> curious. <laughs> Wait, so you were trying to say something before we cut you off with our statistics jokes? Who? You. You were going to say something. Uh, you? Well, Me? I was talking about the Pearson's chi-square test. Yes. <laughs> that has to do with statistical variance and the importance of it applying to a situation. Boom, 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 boom. And so when it comes to dice rolling, there's a whole lot of... That's why I was thinking about the larger dice tray. Like, with a regular dice, it just bounces around. With this one, it just kind of, like, hits, and it doesn't roll as much off of your hand, so it's very determinate about, like, how it started in your hand. Like, that's a big part. I feel like with a normal dice, you roll it off your hand, and it has this big, Mm. like, lot of... What if we got a craps table? That's what we need. We replaced the recording table with a craps <laughs> yeah. table. Giant craps table. I don't know what you guys are all on about. Like casino dice, they obviously have a way to measure center of gravity. They spin them. 
Yeah, uh, on a dice balancing caliper. Yeah. So let's just buy one. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, let me just expense that through the company. No, it's really cool because they show uh, Casino doing it. I think it's in Ocean's 13. They like they load all the dice into these dice spinning calipers, and it's really cool to watch them because it, hmm. it measures in balance. And I don't know. I, I Oh, knew... like if the if if the force like pulls. Exactly, and, and it'll, it'll give a okay. reading to say that it's a dice you should pull and like, not use. But I'd never... I never seen it before, but then they showed it very prominently in that film, and I was like, "That makes a lot of sense." I will tell you, I love the feel of like craps dice, just like the the hard edges on them, and like you do the love, size. You, you are craps man. I, As someone who's played craps with you, yeah. Uh, but it, but there's something about the feel of the dice specifically, though. Yeah, like something about that that just gets my gambling willies going. I think. Oh, not I think the <laughs> uh, the deck of fate. <laughs> No, that'll do. No, no, but no, no. not that's, pulling a card. That's too rich for my blood. The house always wins. On, no, the house mostly. No, the house half wins on that one. Which one? The d- the deck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Travis, I think the the people at home though want to know one simple thing: <clears throat> Were any of your dice so imbalanced in your proceedings that you are now tenuous, tentative to use them? Well. To your point of like, I did 250 and I'm like, eh, I probably need to do 6,000 more. It's a decent end. Sure 250 is a decent end for driving your wife insane while she works. Uh, so, <laughs> just like every three seconds, a <laughs> dice clack and then like a <laughs> key, key clack. enter. <laughs> dice clack, clack key enter. <laughs> Babe, you want for lunch? Doing. I think we were like listening to a podcast together or something, and he's like, How annoying would it be if I started rolling dice? I was like, For the next six mm, hours. Yeah, it'd be pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sarah texted me and said she wanted to quit the podcast because she never wants to roll the dice again. And we had to talk, had to her, talk, off. talk her off the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> but you have so much fun playing Lily. And she's like, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all remember when I totally told you that there was an army in the far reaches of the world wound in a non metagamey way as a Nivea? Remember that? I do. I think we were just going to circumvent and go around. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, No. Easy. Totally. Yeah, you can totally do that. Uh, As Arrow looks around, he notices that there's only a single path through this uh, dry river valley. Uh, He's he's not going to go well. I retract my previous statement. So as Arrow finds himself dying in a desert by himself, so The defense rests. (laughs) For everyone at home... I have this fun map of everything they're looking at. And it starts with Canabras. There's a nice white dotted line up to Valis's gift, where you all found some rations, but you saw that the entire place was decimated. Along the river, which is actually the bluffs that Canabras is based off of. Everything to the left of the map, that bright red kind of stony looking area, is a very stark and high elevation. And the world wound is actually found on the other side of that kind of range of mountains. To the right is a somewhat like plainish normal area, but the route that you're taking, you see that small kind of reddish slope to the right side of the white line that you're all tracing, mm. is part of a valley because that's you're inside of a river valley currently. So and that's you, not the river to the right. I uh, that was oh the river yeah. uh, I see is to the left. Yes, yeah, to the left. Yeah, so. So you know for a fact, so what we'll back up. Anivia came back to y'all explaining that there was an army waiting for you, specifically at this place called Villareth Ford. 
It is the one place where it is the easiest to cross the river to get to the World Wound side. There used to be many bridges that ran across this river in particular, but unfortunately, since the fall of the wor- of the various areas around the World Wound, they've been destroyed by the demons, making this kind of uh, bottleneck through this single area. So you have to cross here. And there used to be a fort there that was held by uh, humans and the, the combined races of Galarian that has since fallen. So that is where you are heading and to get to the World Wound, specifically to get to Dresden, where you know the Sword of Valor is currently stored, you have to cross there. Luckily, through uh, the scouting efforts of Aaron and Anivia, you have at least uh, gotten some information about the battle yet to come. And we just woke up from... Uh... Yeah, they went a, out a for, night's rest, and they were scouting. Yeah, they went out early the scouting. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So she kind of came back to y'all with that information. You call your various war generals into the tent. Uh, there you see Arvashnial, you see Horgis, Irabeth, Nivia, U five, as well as the new people that have joined your campaign, which includes Aaron, Sociel, and Nura. Well, uh, I think it's best we break camp and start making our way. The I fear the longer we wait, the more powerful and stronger their numbers may come. So we need to we need to make make haste. He's just kind of talking generally to everyone in the tent. Mechanically. Uh, I mean, this is you all meeting. <laughs> it was just a joke because he said haste. So make sure you do uh, another attack at your full attack modifier. Okay. I hit Tammy. No! (laughs) Don't forget your mythic ability. Yep. Oh, uh, swift action. (laughs) (laughs) I really hit Tammy. Swiftly. Power attack, vital strike. Jesus. (laughs) No friendly fire. Except that time you killed Bart. Oh. (laughs) I wasn't him. That was Anivia. Yeah. That was like but the she royal you. She's, she's there. <laughs> I mean, Tammy turns and looks at her, and she's like, you killed Barb. She's like, who the fuck And how do you know that? She had a conversation with um, Poe's hand at night. <laughs> a lot of, it was yes or no questions. Knock three times for maybe. Uh, <laughs> like that episode in Rick and Morty where he gets the big arm yeah. when they're in the... Anthony. Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this isn't over, is it? He's like, no. No. <laughs> Anivia and uh, Aaron have arrived back with information. They're warning of an army. However, I'll let you in on some stuff. There are tactics that are worth denoting. They can kind of give you the lay of the land. They can tell you the number of heads they have seen. So it's become a very common theme. The, the nice thing about having scouts in particular is that they can give you a pretty good idea of the army you're about to face in size, what the landscape looks like. Now, mass combat rules as they exist in Pathfinder are pretty multifaceted. It means that if you have the advantage because you have decent scouts and you kind of are the ones that get to get the jump on people, you can plan the battle to your benefit. So a lot of what's worth pulling out, especially in future conversations, as you consist as uh, you partake in more and more battles, is to ask: Are there any advantages to the landscape? How many people are there? What are the armies consistent of? And then you can roll various knowledge checks to see if knowing that the army is made of this, that, or the other, what abilities they may have. So it's a lot of gathering. It's a lot more like chess 
than the normal PvP battles that you have in Pathfinder, which I kind of like. It allows you to sit back for a moment, and before you're trading blows, you can actually start like weighing in on whether you should be more aggressive, more defensive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're all sitting there. Do you have any questions for Anivia and Aaron? So who's his baker? <laughs> Actually, they're, they're about the same size. Uh, we have 200 or so, and they also have about the same. What's the composition of the landscape? You know, if... Uh, <laughs> the thing is, the ford is, is in such a way that it, it dips deeply into the valley to allow you to cross the river. There might be just the way that we could ambush this army because they are unexpected. Are they on this side of the river or the other side of the river or in the valley? There's actually a... uh, There used to be a town there and there was a fort at some point in time. They're occupying that fort that used to be full of our people that I could not see hide nor hair of. Is that on this side of the river or is that on the other side of the river? It's built across the river. Oh, wow. What are they going to fight with? What do they have to fight with? Well, I saw them. It was, they were they were tieflings mostly. Uh, simple arms, simple armor, nothing as they are. extraordinary. <laughs> the thing that was strange though is, uh, they are there, and they may be expecting us, but I doubt it very much. I think at this point they believe that our push for the world wound is far gone. The army that stands is paltry, to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, when I was up there and I was hanging out and she was uh, doing her thing, I, I noticed uh, they were pretty scattered. I, I, They have some abilities. I mean, they can be fairly sneaky. They can, they can walk around. They can uh, take the time. But honestly, it's... Uh, it, it, it wasn't anything. It's on. It, it seems a little embarrassing. I'll be honest with you. Can we cross without this fort? Like, can we just tip it over? You know, drown them. You expect to get two hundred heavily armored paladins across a river? Through what? Depends how big is the river. I'm not really sure here. It's uh, hard well, to tell from this vantage point. If we cock the wagons, you'll definitely lose a clock some bread, and not to mention a few rashers from the multiple bison that you've murdered along the way. Mm. You'll more than likely not make it to Oregon. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, Drizzen, what did I say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This might be a little bit of a simple question, Uh, so forgive me, but uh, I don't suppose that... There's any been any contact to anyone in the army? Like, there's no opportunity for diplomacy. Yeah, maybe nah, we they, can just talk to them. I mean, they they are the uh, the forces of the world. The second they see us, they're gonna they're, they're gonna kill us. They 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 have uh, no prisoners, uh, save for those that they may give up for blood sacrifice. They don't care. They're going to murder us the I second they see us. The time for diplomacy has passed. 
because I've been in these battles, ma'am, and I understand that what you have done inside the walls of Canabras can never be uh, repaid in such a way, but understand that I have stood shoulder to shoulder against these armies before, and the armies that have broken, none of my brothers have made it back. Lillian, these tieflings are beyond saving. So, based off of your scouting report, what would you suggest? How do you think we should play this out? I I think uh, I think it's best if we ambush. And though it, it might be risky, what do you think, Anivia? I think it's best if perhaps we try to flank them, coming down from either side in the valley pinch them in. It's dangerous. It makes us a little more vulnerable, but we hit them all the harder. They're untrained. Not ready for this. They they are drunk on victory. However many years they've been there, they have not known defeat. Alu leans over to Errol. Somebody hasn't split the party before, I see. (laughs) (laughs) I've been with you the entire time. I don't know why you're saying these things to me. I saw what you did. Oh. <laughs> does like that. Two fingers in the eyes. Two fingers. Yeah. And then she takes two arrows and stabs them into your eyes. Ah! <laughs> Just sneak attack damage. We roll that. There's a higher level now. Do you know if they have spell casting abilities? I didn't see any spell casters amongst them. That's a fair question. I don't think they have anything. They don't have... Bows, arrows, they had nothing. They had simple like, swords, some shields. They they had some armor, but nothing to speak of. I think they're just used to no one coming around, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think we're better armed, better armored, and better prepared. I think, I think our best bet is to lure them into an ambush and take advantage of our, our range against theirs and and uh, pinch them pinch in the valley. I agree. I think it could only be to our benefit, at least at this point. Chances are they're not ready for us. Much like the Queen said, a small contingent of 200 paladins goes unnoticed in these lands, and it seems as though we have. Alu kind of holds his bow for a second and kind of looks at it now that it's super empowered and I'm game. Let's do it. Super excited to use it. <laughs> Montage. You just see them. You just hear like... And like you watch like a Lou build a bunch of like wooden men and they all shoot arrows and they miss. And he like holds his hand in his head and arrow like puts them all on horses and has them attack these like turn styles and and they all fall off their horses and arrow puts his hand in his head you watch as tammy and uh, lillian show them the various movements for for shocking grasp and fireball and they all just end up burning their own armor and, <laughs> and they're all very upset and you see poe uh showing them how to stab people but instead they stab themselves and just you like, just don't understand it. But slowly, as if no time has passed, but a lot of time has passed, they're better at shooting arrows. They're better at riding horses. Their spells are better. And their stabbing is better. 
and then Mulan makes it to the top. I was just of that gonna say, coast. I feel like yeah. we just watched Mulan. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. why they Mulan. call me. <laughs> um, but you spend the time getting everything ready. They stand at your uh, order. The thing is, as you all are in control of this garrison, you actually don't fight in amongst them. You stand as part of the war council. So this jumps into our slight take on mass combat rules. So mass combat usually plays off of the best ability of the individual uh, in the group, which in this case would be a loo. He has the highest charisma modifier, which lends him especially for offensive changes in the battle, things of that nature. But though I appreciate that, I also like to get everyone involved. So we act as a war council. So what I do is I have everyone roll initially to command. So you're going to, everyone, if you could be so kind, if you could roll to command for me very quickly. And that's just a straight D20 roll. It's a straight D20 roll. I want I want to include my initiative modifier. No. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to include 19. all my modifiers combined. Just kidding, on, I got a six. On, second. Let me pull this up. I want to add my HP to my roll. Does the army have aberrations? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Does it? So the way that the War Council rules work, they're fairly straightforward. Uh, just to give every player their own agency, they work within the constraints of the War Council. What that means is that we're going to go through the first phases, which they can all talk through, which is tactics and then ranged. But then the final phase, whoever is in charge of War Council takes that phase unto themselves, which means they can decide what strategy they want to use for that phase, and they will roll that attack. Um, and it prevents anyone from kind of taking the reins, being the, the head person in charge constantly. So the very first phase is the tactics phase. So you all, do you all want to try for an ambush? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the I way guess that... so. <laughs> sure, that sounds great. Uh, the way that an ambush works is that I need you all... Uh, to try a concealment check. What that means is that the ambushers attempt an OM check against the target army's DV check. So OM is offensive modifier against their defensive value. The person that rolled highest will do that for us. So Tammy, if you go ahead and roll a D20 plus the offensive modifier of the army. Hold, please. Is that a good oof or bad oof? 14. You move the army into position. You all are new at this. It certainly shows. You tell them to move either side. In addition to this, would you all like to try the expert flanker ability? Tammy, that is your decision to make, but you are always welcome to ask the war council their opinion. What's the expert flanker ability? It allows you to attack... It increases your offensive modifier by two, but it permanently lowers your defensive value by two as well. Mm. Makes you better at attacking, but obviously because you have split your forces, it makes you a little weaker. So you can make that 14 into a 16, but know that it's easier to hit you now. I will ask for a vote from the War Council. War Council, what say ye? Nay! Do we know that if we... Like, let's say we forego 
using the expert flank this turn is there an opportunity to use it further on in the combat i'm glad you asked advantage? so an expert flanking maneuver is a tactic phase only okay so uh... the tactic phase goes then the range phase goes the range phase can go back and forth if everyone stays in range and then the melee phase goes back and forth. But the tactic phase, just like in a real army, once tactics have been deployed, you can't reassemble your army without withdrawing them wholesale. Because once you split your army for ex for flanking reasons, you can't rejoin them. Right. Say. So you make this decision. That is how you play the rest of the game. Well, I think if we get the jump on them, maybe. Maybe. And they're not very well armed or prepared. So I think. I think we should. I think we should flank them. I would agree with that. There's, they're not the the best group of tieflings, based off of scouting reports. So I would agree. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with flanking. I vote nay. All right. So that is three, four, one against war council leader. What say you? We shall flank. So you flank couple things happen. First, though, this is a new battalion and you all are new leaders. It seems that your ambush works. Oh, You split hey. your contingent and they fall either side of the crossing. They move in quickly to attack. You watch as an ill-prepared group of tieflings start ringing bells, smashing rocks, doing whatever they can to get the word out. But your ambush has successfully prevented them from laying their own tactics out. As this pincer maneuver moves in, you also notice that they don't have any ranged weaponry. Oh, light them up. So, Alu, being the master of ranged attacks as you are, now that your offensive modifier is a plus 12 as you flank them, Please roll me a ranged attack, as they will not be able to reciprocate. Remember to shoot in melee range. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a 19 on the die. Oh. So that's a 31. It's a 31. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you, Crystal, for the new dice. Woo. Alu, you move into range, and they are so ill-prepared, so caught off guard that you set up this litany of attacks. These arrows rain down, piercing every tiefling in sight. You obliterate their army in a single volley. Those that <laughs> do survive Whoa. scatter to the countryside. Oh. And without a single shot fired by the other side, a single dagger raised the paltry defense that held this ford has folded because of a brave tactician and someone who knows range better than most and you come away from your first battle all the better the victor holy shit <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say they have a they had a defensive value of 12 Okay. Woody rolled a 31. So after you take away the defensive value, it does leftover damage, which is 19 points of damage. Jesus. 
For reference, I believe the Army of Cannabis only has a 16 HP. Yeah, so there. Yeah, we one-shot their army. Exactly. (laughs) They were ill-prepared. They were unable to return the volley in the ranged round. Because if they had ranged attack, they would at least get a chance to maybe hurt you all. Yeah, like damage us. Oh, my God. Good job, buddy. Yeah. I mean, that that worked out for... Yeah. Everyone's decision. Like we, your ability to ambush, your ambush roll prevented them from mm-hmm. being able to draw tactics as well, which may have helped them. They could have withdrawn as their tactic. They could have just left, called it good. Instead, we murdered them mercilessly. You did. So, did that thirty-one come from your nineteen plus ten from the offensive maneuver plus two from your charisma, plus two from the expert flank? Plus, oh, plus it should have been from the charisma. No, the charisma is only when you have to do morale checks. Oh, got so, it. So, yeah, oh, that, that, that's okay. that's different. So when the army is broken or they come against a fear effect. Got uh, it. Okay. Woody basically stands, like, Alu stands forth resolute as a paladin mm. chosen by Ayumade to be like, uh-huh. you're not going to break. Mama didn't raise no bitch. Oh, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that, that's exactly what happens. As my I'm going to do that when po that happens. once said. <laughs> <laughs> Or always says. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have Errol, Poe, and Lillian roll me a perception check, please? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Fifteen. Fifteen. Eleven. Eleven. Only Errol notices. You see a figure on the far side of the ford. You watch as this volley of arrows lands. You see them writhe isn't the right word. They're not in pain, but their anger seems unfettered. And as though your eyes deceive you in that moment, the same figure is gone. From somewhere to somewhere, you don't know. But you suppose that whatever transpired, they are no longer watching over. Is there anything I can kind of glean about their like what they're wearing who they are like a knowledge local maybe or you couldn't see you just know that just like i pretty much blinked and that figure was gone yeah you would assume it was the commander for uh the army and they're gone Hmm. so there's some flavor text for y'all villareth ford is the northernmost crossing point on the west selen river Few settlements and no fords or bridges exist farther north from here on the Mendev side of the river. Named for the Crusader general who first held the ford against the host of tiefling cultists eager to use it as an invasion point, Villareth Ford has long been watched over by a small contingent of crusaders. Those crusaders have long since been subjugated by the individuals that made up that army. So are we able to start moving into this ford now? After the conflict, Aaron suggests that you have the army scavenge for gear and supplies from the field of battle. We we do so. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I, uh, no, I get it. Yeah, but like, understand that you're in command of this garrison. I can only uh, suggest uh, things. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what we can peel off these dead tieflings bodies and what's usable and um do we do we dump them in the river (laughs) and there's (laughs) nobody alive still that is 
Anyone that's alive has scattered to the okay. like scattered to the far west back into the world and there's only mm-hmm. dead tieflings left. Okay. Uh, Alu will if there's any sort of iconography or desecration, I'll try to um pray to Iomide and try to cleanse the, the area as well. Are we thinking of camping here tonight? Or it took you a day uh to get here. Mm-hmm. It actually took mm-hmm. you a day and a half. So uh, the first day you spent marching, and then the half day you moved in to Villareth Ford, uh, and then you decided to have the battle out at the the strike of noon, more or less. So, yeah. Woody, if you could be so kind as to take six off of the consumption value for okay, the company for food. So, for food, so you should be at forty four fifty. As you move in. Uh, and you look around, you notice that there is a single stone building still standing. Uh, that is where they must have been taking their time, uh, perhaps sleeping in shifts, though granted there are so many of them, no doubt only the highest ranking members were. There's a number of bedrolls and various dead bodies all around. As you move to suggest that you check in and around the ford, you hear grumblings from the paladins. Three days march in a battle making them tired, unwilling. So you want to do it tomorrow? (laughs) No, I think we need to boost their morale, and the person with the highest charisma should do it, but Errol will kind of see the paladins kind of losing interest and step up and say, "I, I know you've... We've all been through a lot, and we've spent a lot of time traveling, and we have a a lot of fighting to to take back the land that is rightfully ours. And but we need to we need to stay resolute. We need to keep our heads up. We need to stay together as one. I need you, you all, to to help with taking back this fort and preserving what is rightful ours. He's going to try to inspire everybody to kind of keep keep moving forward. Uh, well, maybe What's-Her-Name could sing a song. You oh. look around. Nura's gone. God damn it, Nura. We try to figure out where she went. I try to figure out where she Side went. Quest? <laughs> Side quest? Roll me a perception check, please. Since she was singing to me, could I roll a survival check and see if I can see where she ran off to? If you'd like to, yeah. The natural one. You weren't paying attention, unfortunately. Poe got an adjusted 20. I'm assuming Errol's busy kind of giving his speech. Alu got a 17. Alu, you maybe were singing along, and then you saw the rabble-rousing happening, and you perhaps left her side. Poe, you... Watched her kind of skulk away. Uh, not in any particular fashion, but Alu lost interest and she left. When you turned around, she was gone, which is odd because where would she have gone? She thinks she can skulk. She doesn't know the meaning of skulk. I'll skulk so hard. I'm going to skulk after her. Roll me a survival check, please. I'm so gosh darn good at surviving. I survived so good. Survival, survival, survive. 
is what they say. I got a 15 at surviving. You lose the trail. Uh, it seems to cross the river uh, into the camp. You'd assume that she went there to perhaps look for supplies. Okay, well, she doesn't know how good I am at skulking because I skulk so hard. So really, I'm the winner here. Poe tells himself as he walks off, gets mm. sword out, and he's like, Huh, Huntusa, yeah, I'm the winner. Yeah, me. So do Lillian or Tammy want to try and aid in Errol's call to get the men back? Yes. What do you say? I repeat everything he said exactly. In sign language. <laughs> I'm excited to see this. This is a translator. <laughs> ASL translator. <laughs> they only speak English sign language. It's a totally different uh, language. I'm so sorry. Embarrassing. I do a hand dance for him. Interpretive dancing. <laughs> they like none of them. What do you say, Tammy? Uh, fought a good fight. We must keep going. Let me just Google Winston Churchill real quick. <laughs> <laughs> On the bleachers in the air. I'm going to say, why don't we see what we can find out from one of our dead comrades about what is to come? And I'm going to try to cast Speak with the Dead. Paladins stand up a little bit at this. Uh, with that, I will give you a plus two, and I need one of you to roll me a diplomacy check. If it is a Lou, who I assume you're going to want to roll that diplomacy check, I'm going to need to know what a Lou says as well. Um, so a Lou's going to say, uh, kind of bellow out to everyone, Have you seen what we've been able to accomplish the road will be hard. It will not be easy. We will lose people. But if we stay resolute in our conviction, just look at what we can do and just kind of point just haphazardly to all the bodies. We are a well-oiled machine. Oh, wait, there's no machines. We are <laughs> a well-oiled group of people. Crossbow. So Crossbow. oiled. <laughs> Um, and Poe gets up and starts rubbing his hands all over his body. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> he was always doing that, let's be honest. <laughs> but as, as long as you stick with us, and as long as you follow our direction, we will do this over and over again until we take back what is ours and rightfully ours. All right, so because of what Errol said, because of what Lillian said, I'm going to give you a, an additional plus four to your diplomacy check a little is that so plus four on top of my diplomacy yep <sighs> don't fail me now dice oh fuck oh that was a natural 20 i thought it was a two <laughs> sure so, so sure <laughs> um <laughs> 34 you say this and you watch as some of the men, their ears perk up in such a way that they actually start like jostling the other men beside them. Eventually, they start lining up in rows. There's no argument to be made. You are new commanders, but the victory was one where not a single casualty on your side was felt. Not a moment's energy was lost. You watched them stand shoulder to shoulder, line after line, they all salute to you, and they all salute to Iomade, happy that you are in command of them. They go about checking for goods, survivors, 
and things of the like. Happy to be under your service. Very well done. Awesome. Good job, buddy. This has gone really well. <laughs> Y'all are rolling rocks. Uh, Woody, no, if you could roll me a one D, if you could roll me one D six, please. All right, come on. New dice. That is a three. Three. The army manages to find three more stores uh, for the consumption, so it helps boost that number from forty-four to forty-seven. Forty-seven. In total, they're eating Lillian. the tieflings. What? Nothing. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian, you search the battlefield for some time. Eventually, you find someone who isn't completely dead. They're mostly dead, one might say. A tiefling who has been pierced by several arrows, whose life left them a few moments ago. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast Speak with Dead, and I'm going to ask a few questions. Um, So I, at this level, can ask three questions. So you take time. takes you ten minutes. Your hands swirl about you. Eventually you take this energy, and you force it into the body of the tiefling. You are flanked on either side by two paladins who have been assigned as your mastered arms and as your bodyguard. You do, and this tiefling's body begins to move, break, twitch, and shake. Eventually, where where am I? What's happening? And he is awoken once more for your questions. Okay. Um, If... His alignment is different than mine, which I assume it is. They get a will save to resist the spell. All right. What's the DC on that? Um, I get an extra point because this is a patron spell. And that is 18. Heavens to Betsy on time. <laughs> um, all right. Here we go fail and it tries its best and it's like no and you watch as its bones kind of creak and crack its arm actually folds the wrong way for a second as it pushes against your magic then pops back into place <laughs> speak what you will witch let me rest okay my first question is going to be Your wait. Um, before I ask this question, do we know what Paul saw? Did he share that with us, or was that just for his own knowledge? Yeah, he would have. He would have disseminated yeah. it to the group, no doubt. Okay. Spoke that out to the rest of the group. All right. So then, my first question is: Your commander has seen uh, seems to have vanished. What? Where would he have gone? What would have become of him? still would have gone to find Exorius, the commander of the the outside forces along the Selen. The Selen's the river that you all are currently on. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay. What awaits us on the other side of the Selen? (laughs) Death. 
<laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> how many... How many are there? You watch as his body breaks and folds a little and his smile comes across his face. So many in here to dress in. You must be a new witch. You must know that your answers and your questions can be... <laughs> and he watches the magic begins to leave him. Dodged. Specificity, young witch, <laughs> is your friend. The magic leaves his body. Well, I feel like that's not too bad for the first time use of this spell. The first answer certainly gave you plenty of information, but you learned a valuable lesson that if someone who is not your ally has to speak with you, they're going to take you to, the, to your word at the letter, at the very least. <laughs> Poe comes over. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> um, I'm going to relay the information that I have about the other side of the river and Exmodius or whatever his name is Ex Exodius E-X-O-D-I-S for those keeping track at home yeah, you know that um Umastil is the commander that left but he went to go talk to the higher commander uh, that's what you know. Well, at least that's what the tiefling assumed he did. Granted, he cannot. Okay. Sure. Yep. I'm gonna relay that information um, to the group, um, and just also mention that it sounds like there are going to be a lot of bodies, and they're prepared for us, or they probably will be prepared. For us. So that is what Lillian is doing down on the battlefield. What are the other four of you doing? There is the stone building that still stands, um, in addition to perhaps other things found throughout the battlefield. So uh, is anyone doing anything in particular? Poe's still hunting out Nera. Uh, he's, he's walking around singing, My name is Poe, and I like to sing, just like Nera now, where is she? <laughs> Let me another perception check, please. Hoping to lure her out with my great singing. Um, I think if you said who who let the dogs out, she would be remiss if she didn't say who who who. who. <laughs> <laughs> that body was nice. That body was jumping. And uh, then, yeah, you, and then yeah, you can find her easily. Either that or sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sweet. One of the two. Everybody has to sing along. <laughs> or maybe a piano man, Billy Joel. 25. So, Poe, you look around. You actually pick her trail back up. Um, it seems to come out maybe rounding on the eastern side of the river the where you were heading. The trail seems to go back towards camp. Chase the Roll me a survival check to see if you can keep on the trail. 
Gosh darn trails. She stomps real deep though, so that at least helps. I feel like she dropped her Lyra here or something. Follow her. She thinks that she's good at skulking. I'll skulk. 18. 18. You lose the trail as it comes back through the battlefield. There's too many footsteps of the various teething that stood. This is it's cheating. She has small feet. I'm a great survivalist. She just has small feet. That's what Poe's doing. Lou, Tammy, Errol. Uh, Lou's uh, cleansing the area, pretty much, of anything that iconography or any sort of desecration in the area. He's washing his goodies in the river. <laughs> the only iconography, the only iconography <laughs> that you can see is on the stone tower. Okay, then I'll I'll head there to cleanse slash probably look around and see if there's anything that might assist us in tracking down where this commander has gone. You make your way down towards the tower with ten or so paladins at your heels. As you approach, you hear noise coming from within it. Uh, I tell he'll hold up a fist just to hold. Am I able to discern what kind of noise it is is if it's just you know people or just something rustling around Roll me or is it something check, bizarre alright that is skippy doo wop yeah a solid 24 with that good of a roll you can discern that they sound humanoid, but even more so, they sound weak and afraid. Uh, I'll kind of... Uh, am I in eyesight of any of the other four? Uh, you can see Lillian, because she is also on the battlefield. Uh, Poe, you saw him previously, but he has since left. Uh, Errol is also on the battlefield at this time. Okay, I'll I'll try to silently wave to Errol to get his attention. Errol, do you move? Yeah, um, Errol will tell the the paladins of the army uh, find salvage what you can and destroy the rest. Uh, I'll I'll be right back and he'll head over towards where Lou is. Under your command, you watch them as they kind of are making pyres, kind mm-hmm. of throwing the bodies on top. Uh, to prevent any kind of necromantic magic from taking advantage of them. Pretty standard paladin uh, stuff, and you make your way over to the stone tower where you find Alu. Uh, where, where, what's going on, Alu? There's something in there. There's multiple people or humanoids. They sound weak and fearful, but I don't know if they are some of the tieflings that might have been injured in our initial ambush or if they might be hostages, so we must be wary. Uh, can you can you do a little hand wavy detect evil thingy? <laughs> That's the sound my fingers doing detect evil. You ex- outstretch your aura 10, 20, 60 feet into the inside of the building and you feel no evil. There's no evil. As he does that, that Errol will do uh, detect magic as well to see if there's any magic in there. Detect no magic. No magic. 
so I think with that, um, Alu would kind of wave the paladins and obviously to Errol, just kind of silently to let's let's go and investigate and see yeah. what's it, who and who's we, inside. We should. They seem scared. Maybe they were hiding or holding out a prisoners. Maybe they are tokens to exchange that the tieflings thought might give them leverage. I think we should announce ourselves and enter. Uh, Errol's going to have his shield out, but he's not going to mm-hmm. have his weapon drawn just in case they have anything kind of like aimed at the door. So we can just blind yeah. the shit out of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could. <laughs> like, Bing! No. Um, yeah, so he's going to yeah, tell Alu, uh, I think we should announce ourselves, tell him who we are, and then quickly enter. So Alu will approach, I don't know if it's a, an open, kind of like, uh, whether it's a door, or if there, it's just an opening into Imagine the like a wooden structure. door, right? Yeah, yeah. it's okay. a large wooden door. Okay. Well, I, I would assume we all kind of position outside, and I'll just kind of shout in, like, Hello, we're, we're here to help. Who who are you? Do you need assistance? We are with the Knights of Canabras. You wait. Time passes. Eventually you hear. In here. Please. Please help us. And at that arrow will try to like open the door, and if it doesn't just open, he's gonna like try to break it open. Uh it opens rather easily. Okay. They weren't expecting the attack and they certainly didn't spend any time fortifying. When you push it open, you notice a few things. The sconces are empty, and any light that you'd expect from arrow slits that would be on the outside or windows doesn't flow in. They clearly have spent time blocking it, making this entire passageway completely dark. And he'll reach his hand out and cast light on the sconces that are lining the room. As you cast light, it fills the hallway, a must fills your nostrils, followed quickly by the stench of overwhelming death. You move through the damp location, sticking your feet to the very ground. The hay that is scattered is broken and decomposing. As you round the corner, Alu pulls his bow tight to his cheek, arrow knocked, looking into a cell. Both of your eyes flit from one side to the other, taking count of over 200 bodies. Of them, no more than a dozen move. Only one person stands at the bars, others cowering. A woman stands, hand outstretched. Thank thank the goddess. Please help us. She reaches for you desperately emaciated and weak. Errol runs to the bars and kind of reaches through and kind of like grabs her shoulders with with his hands and uh, lets out a channel energy, channel positive energy. The energy ripples through the room. They look a little better, but not even the positive magics of Saren Ray can help with their destitute and hungered nature. Only sustenance can bring them relief. She grabs both of your shoulders. Hey, thank you. We thought you'd never come. Alu, what are you doing? 
Uh, I think seeing how probably desperately hungry and thirsty they are, I I don't know if any of the paladins or if we would have any of those rations of food and water on us. But if if we don't, I would be running back to to grab some for for these people. Alu immediately points to the paladins and tells them to hand out their water skins and what rations of hard tack they have on them solely for if they get stuck behind enemy lines or if they need to eat in terrible times. They hand it out to the survivors. You watch as 10 or so individuals besides the woman standing move from the heaps of dead bodies outreaching. They begin to eat the food first slowly and then all at once. Eventually the paladins wrest the food and water from them knowing that the rates that they're taking in the water is too much and that it must be done slower. Otherwise it will cause them ill effect. Eventually, with a mighty heave of his plus one cold iron scimitar, Errol smashes the lock on the cells and allows them all out and they, they walk into the sunlight covered in sores, emaciated, eyes squinting and hands shielding them from the sun's Three or four of them begin to laugh. Some begin to cry. Not sure they would ever have made it. The woman that stood stands between you both. She walks a little stronger, though she is not better than the others, perhaps led by her faith or by her deep resolution. Thank you. I am Camilo Don. We never thought... We would see anybody again. We heard the volleys and we heard the screams. We thought Canabras had forgotten us. Do we recognize that name? You do not. Can we also tell, I know you're saying they sounded humanoid. Are they human? They are just human, yeah. All of them are human. Pleasure to meet you, Camille. My name is... Arrow Light Shield, and we are commanders of this army of Iomidae. We are Knights of Canabras on our way to retake Dresden. <laughs> I must have been in there longer than I thought. I must be delirious. Retake Dresden? That's. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? understand things seem bleak but we have very powerful people in our party and we have a lot of great ability she looks at you she holds your head in her hands we did too She lets go of your face gently as the paladins usher her back to camp, leaving you in some stunned silence. Tammy, what are you doing? Uh, Tammy is like walking around in the background holding the wooden staff that she received and like concentrating on it. Roll me one d10, please. Oh. Nailed it. Nine. 
you focus on the staff as nine out of the ten charges surge back into it and the small stone that was held ever so tentatively by the tendrils of the branches is like go and you watch as this little bit begins to spin and turn and flow and begins to flicker green the sign of gozra neat when she uh <laughs> she looks around for nikki yeah. <laughs> you see in the background <laughs> that Nikki is making himself somewhat useful. He is moving uh, the bales of goods that were found and helping to organize. You notice that Horgus has found use for the rather slack-jawed individual, having him work as the tally person for all goods, arms, and armor his lips silently move as he counts shields, as he counts bows, arrows, and various other things in the stores. You see him concentrate on it, for once not joking around, and for once not unconscious. <laughs> Is he singing, Come, Mr. Tally Man, Tally Me Banana? <laughs> Mostly just zippity doo Daylight, come on, it's the only may song one he knows. go home. <laughs> he, he's actually singing... Uh, that Katy Perry hit single. <laughs> he kissed a girl and he liked it? No, the other one. <laughs> yes, when you're no. Up when you're down. Then when you're out. Katy Perry has a lot Wrong of smash you're hits. Right. So. She sure Black does. and it's white. <laughs> but let's not pay for any <laughs> rights. We to fight, sing. we break up. We kiss, we make up. You. So anyways. <laughs> you don't really... <laughs> Nope, we're done. we're done. Tammy heavily sighs and shakes her head at God. I'm just kidding. Um, her her ears are usually like uh, straight out to each side, and they kind of like angle back like a dog, angle back a little bit, and then she smirks a bit, and her cheeks turn a little bit pink, and she looks at the ground. As Nikki notices you walk up, he takes the clipboard, he puts it behind his back, and he kneels. Lady Commander, I, I, <laughs> I didn't see you there. I'm, I'm so sorry. I am partial to Katy Perry. Uh, sometimes saying to myself, there is a lot to be counted. I, I, I'm, 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 I did not, I mean, I meant no disrespect. I didn't walk up to him. I was just looking at him in the distance. He felt it. <laughs> and then her eyes get really big. And then she turns away, and she <laughs> runs away. <laughs> no, you, you look bashfully at Nikki from a distance. No. <laughs> you were. You were looking at him bashfully, were you? No. <laughs> Why? Were, yeah, I was. <laughs> you look bashfully at Nikki from a distance, and your eyes turn down to the ground. You hear the soft humming of the splendid tunes of Katy Perry Assuage. And as you look back up, you see him looking at you with a kindly smile. He nods and goes back to his humming and pointing and counting. Some time passes. The survivors make their way back up to the camp. All goods are found, and Poe does not manage to find Nura. Eventually, she reappears in the camp as though she had never left, singing along with Nikki to Katy Perry's hit singles. And as you all settle in for the night, can you all roll me a perception check, please? Sure. 
natural one. Oh, me too. Hey, twins. Does that mean we get a reroll? I got a 10. Yeah. 26. 28. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> as you're all sitting there tapping. As you're all. <laughs> two up, even. As you're all sitting there tapping your feet to the amazing discography, which is Katy Perry's singles. Alu and Errol, you look around and you notice Aaron is not there. Do you think he's uh, spending the evening in Socile's quarters? You look and you see Socile sitting there drinking and laughing along. Maybe not. Where is Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you assume that? (laughs) They are married. They are, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Come on. Um, I will... It's a fair assumption. I try. To to Cecile... Uh, kind of just get his attention. Like, hey, do do you know where Aaron ran off to? You watch the seal, this wry smile. He seems a little bit drunk. Is it, uh, no, I'm sure he is. I, uh, I, uh, n- no. And he kind of stands upright. It's uh, it is very unlike him. I don't. I, I, I do not know where he is. That's. It's so very strange. Perhaps he was tired from the day. I'm sure it is fine. Can we do like a sense motive uh, on that? I was going to say, yeah. can we sense motive? Okay. Yeah, roll, roll sense motive on this here. Crystal, this dice is killing it right now. Yeah. Holy. I'm so glad, buddy. Unfortunately, my buff isn't that great, but 23. Uh, better than mine. I got a 17. You both kind of take notice, but it seems like Sosiel believes Aaron just went to bed. It's odd. I mean, it's not super late, but perhaps he was tired. Uh, Ilu will look at Errol. Uh, just pretty much say, what do you think? Should we investigate? Like, quietly to him. Yeah, just like turning towards him, and it's like, should we should we just leave it be, or should we actually go see if Aaron's all right? Well, he is part of a commanding crew. I think it's a little odd that he's not here. Maybe, maybe a quick peek wouldn't hurt. I think with that we'll both get up and go to Aaron's, I guess, tent. See if he's there. You walk to Aaron's tent. You see a light flickering and you hear some amount of shuffling happening within. Is there any way we can, like, peek in without... With a stealth check, you can. (laughs) Well, Errol won't be doing that. Uh, Are we able to... Listen from the outside without drawing attention to ourselves. Even if you were to concentrate, you just hear the shuffling of items. Perhaps uh, it wouldn't be anything. You, you know he's awake inside, and you know he's doing something. But otherwise, okay. you wouldn't be able to tell what's what. Um, I think we should just like kind of like quote unquote knock on his tent, and you should be like, yeah. "Hey, come, come join us. We're enjoying the the victory of the day, and just like see what we stumble into." 
Go for it. All right. So Errol, yeah, Errol's going to kind of, however you generally announce yourself, like, you know, knocking on a door, but it's a tent, so you can't knock. Um, he's just going to be like, uh, Aaron, uh, we, we missed you out there. We were celebrating the victory of the day. And he's going to, like, swing the flap open of his tent to see what he's doing. As you swing the flap of your tent open, you see Aaron sitting there reading a book. Oh, ah, I, I, I know. I, I, uh, I just, it's, it's been a long day. I mean, we hiked all the way from the parts of Mendev and I just figured a quiet night inside would be better for me. Oh, well, what are you reading there? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm reading, uh, scouting tactics. Uh, and of course the religious text of the great and almighty deity that I love so dearly that I, the GM certainly not looking up currently. To uh, <laughs> tell you all about. Oh yeah, you better believe I'm gonna roll a sense motive on that shit. I mean, he 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 is though. Th- th- that <laughs> second part wasn't supposed to be sketchy. <laughs> he is, uh, he, all right. He is indeed a, a stack believer. I guess I'll believe you then. <laughs> Metagaming aside. <laughs> and of course, uh, what I meant it, to say was uh, something something. Baphomet. Fuck you. <laughs> ah, Shaylin. Ah, ah, the mighty Shaylin, who I love dearly. It's definitely written in the book. Uh, and you see that it is, in fact, the religious text of Shaylin. Okay. Is is there, like, a book within a book? Like, he's just using he's got a cover. phone he inside has a, of the book. He's watching. Yeah, yeah the same one that... Um, who's, uh, who's the teacher from Naruto who's always reading the porn? Uh, that guy? He's reading that. He's reading that porn. Okay. That one specifically? Well, I can't remember. <laughs> Sasuke Naruto. I'll figure it out later. Yeah, Google that later. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, later. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I mean, like, Arrow will feel a little bad, but I think he's still just kind of, like, amped up on, like, the seeming success of the day, and he's still going to kind of... Uh, Come, come join us. Uh, you can, you have plenty of time to read that tonight. Just come, come join us. Roll me a perception check. Eighteen. You watch his eyes flit. It's only a moment's glance towards his bag and back to you. If you weren't so aware of everything that was going on. You may not have noticed it. He purses his lips. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great idea. I mean, like, yeah, I spend time with my husband. I'm sure he's is he out there? So he's out there having a good time. He is. He's he's, he's missing you. Come join us. He's wound so tight. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll join. I'll join you. It sounds it sounds great. You know, kind of like as Aaron gets up and like puts his book down. I'm assuming on his cot. Um, he'll kind of just like pat him on the back and like. Like out of the tent, and he's gonna kind of linger a little bit. Um, roll me a stealth check. For can I, for can me? I say I don't have my armor? You have a medal. <laughs> you always have your armor on. <laughs> for always. for what you've said. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I can use the medal to give me another 
plus two to dexterity, which will give me a Doom. plus one to stealth, but still not great. Yeah, so that is a 13. <laughs> you usher him out of the tent and having a loo outside, a loo sees him in a loo without missing a beat, ushers him back to the campfire. He does not notice that you lingered. <gasps> He's going to quickly grab the bag and kind of like look at its contents. You rifle through the bag. Everything seems normal. There are books of Shaylin. There are books of scouting, just as he said. There's various things, notes, letters, things may, people may take on the road. There are four vials of black, thick, viscous liquid. Um, he is going to try to... Well, he's going to detect magic. Is there anything? A great magic emanates off of it. And then he's going to try to discern what it is. Roll me a spellcraft, Jess, please. Spellcraft. Okay. Drink it. Uh, Mama ain't raised no bitch. Drink that shit. Drink it. I'm going to use a mythic spell surge on this. Oh. So I get a D6 added. Oh. So he's going to just like kind of close his eyes. And like... (laughs) tilt his head a little bit and like really focus in and then open his eyes. And you just hear, hey, was that a mythic spell, Sage, I just <laughs> felt? Ah, <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh, of course not. Shite. Uh-oh. 13? You're not sure. He's going to... Are they all the same? They are all the same. He's going to take one. You notice... That they are all the same, and they all have the exact same volume as well. Okay. He's going to take one and put everything back in the bag as he remembers it. And as soon as he leaves the tet, he's going to go straight to Lillian and Tammy. Okay, so this is... I'm going to give him some negatives. I need you to roll me another stealth check. It's within the minute that you activated... Your thing, so still give yourself that plus one. This all happens pretty quick. But okay. I want to see if he notices out of the corner of your eye what you're doing. I'm going to use another power of the mythic for the surge. Move a little supernaturally fast. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God, this sucks. <laughs> Trying to stealth wearing fucking full plate. Okay. Ah, 13. It worked the first time. As you walk <laughs> through, you kick a crate, moving a little too fast, maybe a little too clumsily, and he sees you. He he was laughing with some of the soldiers. He turns his head, and you watch as his face goes a little white, and his mouth turns down a little from the joyous grin before, but then he goes back to talking with the paladins again. Yeah, I think Errol's going to be feeling like pretty stupid and clumsy from that. And maybe he was a little, little drunk from some ale or whiskey he brought with him and just stumbled a bit. But I think he's still going to beeline for uh, Tammy and Lillian. And he's going to, you know, c- 
kind of approach them wherever they're all hanging out and tap them on the shoulder and be like, oh, I, need to, I need to see you immediately. It's important. We can see in dim light. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you both can see in the dark. Uh. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. So anyways, we gesture towards the open tent and then we all walk over there quickly. I think Alu would have kind of noticed that Errol hung back for some reason. You definitely kind of did. Just... You were you were pretty flawless with the handoff. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to say the reason that you were is because you assumed that Errol was going to linger behind. Yeah. Would I so it... have known that, or would I have seen that er- or Aaron had seen me stumble and like seen his expression you would have okay i mean you would have uh, like kicked that you would <clears throat> kick the crate and you looked like kind straight of, at him like to see like, what like at the was. crowd and like the whole crowd turned to you yeah and they all like took it for one thing errol was aaron was the only one to really react okay yeah i uh so i imagine lou would have kind of seen this and uh you know once you walked up to us kind of make it a point to make it obvious like Errol, you cannot drink this much. You need to stay focused. It's only poisoning your mind. Like, blatantly trying to lay heavy on it to make it seem like he's just... Errol's just being a drunk right now. Knowing that there might be something else going on. I like that. Roll me a bluff check, please. At a minus two. It is... This fucking dice, yo! Wait, minus two? Minus two because Errol caused you, that. Use a use a surge. Uh, he didn't. He already no. rolled. I didn't. I already rolled it. It's still pretty good at twenty two. Woo! What is uh, sense motive based off of? Uh, sense motive is wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, you watch, Errol. You kick this crate, causing this kerfuffle, and everyone stands bolt upright. You see Aaron, face go pale. Lips turn down, and then Alu comes up laughing and pats you on the back. He does so in such a manner that you actually fall over entirely into the crates. And he declares loudly, and you watch as some of that tension is relieved from Aaron's shoulders. Some of the color returns to his face. This is such a high tolerance to alcohol, but all this bullshit happened, and I haven't been drinking as much. Ugh. Maybe I should. Maybe I should uh, go back to my tent. Let's let's have you lie down and recover a little bit. It's been a long day. It's time time that you rest. We need you at hundred percent when we move tomorrow. <laughs> and imagine like as we're walking towards the tent, just like under my breath while while completely out of earshot of everyone, it's like, what was that about? X Men on the Isle <laughs> Um, language is that i get what what did you just say do you get i only speak common and draconic (laughs) is that drunk do you get everyone else's attention like get poe lillian and uh yeah i'll 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 i was mostly trying to get the kind of casters to help identify what's going on but i think with uh alu kind of jumping in that i would also try to grab poe as well just so he doesn't feel left out because I know how sensitive his ego is. <laughs> I'll turn to Poe and I'll say, "Damn!" I'll say, "Make sure they're distracted." <laughs> oh. 
takes up the task. What do you do? <laughs> Pulls out Tutsa. And so then I hear Errol. He says, my tolerance to alcohol has decreased. You know what I say, Tutsa? The only way to increase that tolerance is to drink more. Drinks all around. <laughs> shot, and shot, everyone shot, just shot, goes, shot, shot, shot. And all the paladins <laughs> raise their glasses, though like some of them are kind of giving you a side eye because you're talking to your sword. Uh, does, it, does it have its arms and legs currently, or are you just speaking to it? Oh, it has its arms and legs. <laughs> and it jumps down when they all cheer, and it just it wordlessly moves its arms back and forth, and they all take a pause, and they go, yeah! and they cheer even louder that your sword is What does the sword say in response? <laughs> well, yes. only Poe can hear the sword. Well, That's exactly, right. but what does the sword say? Oh, the sword says, fuck yeah, motherfuckers! <laughs> Let's kill some chaotic evil bitches! Some lawful evil bitches. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Thank you. It is it is diametrically opposed to its alignment, which is kind of good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then you go watch as it tries to drink a glass of beer, but it just, <laughs> it just pours, pours all pours. over itself. It doesn't have a mouth. Uh, so that's go. gonna add traction later, Tutsa. That's my boy. And he jumps up and he high fives you. Uh, and then some people are just mesmerized watching what's happening. And your left hand is kind of moving in cadence with uh, the song that Nura's making, dancing along a little. Um, we get back into the tent where Tammy, Lillian, Alu, and Errol are all standing. Oh, that was all just a facade. I'm so as a fucking ox. But and then he trips a little. Yeah. Uh, uh, but <laughs> Still not very dexterous. The vertigo, though. I don't know how to get out of that. <laughs> He pulls he pulls the <laughs> vial out and kind of like holds it out as it all kind of huddled up and I found this in in Aaron's things he's got three more vials of it and I I can't identify it but I he's been suspicious and this looks bad what what do you guys he's think he's been suspicious you were the one going through his things you acting kind of sus yeah <laughs> they have fair points well, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> in my defense I was also drunk. I'm voting Paul. <laughs> Tammy will look at it and attempt to do a spellcraft check and kind of wink over at Lily and nod her head like girl power. <laughs> and then when she's done, she can pass it to me and I'll do a spellcraft check. Neat. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Nice. Lily. Twenty-eight. Bam. One-upper. You hold it between the two of you. And you both immediately recognize the contents of the vial. It is shadow blood. Hmm. Now, shadow blood is among the most notorious of drugs that exist in all of Galarian. It is a fluid infused with a shadow demon's essence. Anyone who drinks this substance must succeed a DC 20 fortitude save or take 1d6 points of cold damage and 1d4 points of wisdom damage and become temporarily nauseated for 1d6 rounds. In addition, thereafter, the target gains 1d10 plus 5 temporary hit points, cold resistance, and dark vision for 60 feet. These effects persist for one hour, during which the demon, uh, the demons take a minus 4 penalty on saving throws against the drinkers, spells, and spell-like abilities making you a better caster against demons. 
Hmm. Shadow Blood is exceedingly addictive and carries some significant disadvantages each time a creature takes a dose of Shadow Blood. It must exceed a DC 20 fortitude save or become addicted. Shadow Blood addiction is a severe addiction. A creature under the influence of Shadow Blood or suffering from Shadow Blood addiction takes a minus four penalty on all saving throws against possession types that affect them made by demons and can never gain the benefits of protection from evil or similar spells from such effects. Whoa. Never gain it? Not Damn, as long as they are addicted. Crazy. So, as long as they are addicted, is that the last thing you said? Yeah, as long as they are addicted. You all sit there as Lily and and Tammy kind of popcorn this knowledge back and forth between them. You all turn, hearing the cheering going on outside, feeling the victory of the day tainted. And we'll find out what it all means <laughs> next time on the final crusade we're gonna have to go Woo, drugs we gotta, we gotta put it. it down and <laughs> he hasn't had any yet no what no <laughs> not the way he was <laughs> Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com.